0: From the banks of the Avon, this is Black Sheep Rebranded with your host, Rick Sherwood. Here, he shares his insights on life and your overall well-being. His insights come from his years as a psychotherapist and his many life experiences. Do you have something that you want to hear his take on? You can email us, Rebecca, at rstherapygroup.com. You can find us on Facebook, with Black Sheep Rebranded. Or you can find our website,
1: blackshipbranded.ca. We'll and now, here's Rick. Well, good morning. Welcome to your Thursday morning and welcome to another Chit Chat with us. Now Rebecca. Rebecca has no idea I'm gonna ask this question. However, Rebecca, just before you did your intro, did you or did you not tell me to shut up? I did. <laughs> okay, you know what? You know what's beautiful about that. First of all, thank you for telling me to shut up because I should have been told to shut up. So what I was doing, folks, is before she was doing when she was doing her intro, I was giving her a hard time. And so, you know, with the headsets on, with the mics and, and everything else, right? You, you cannot misunderstand. But she does have the power. She could mute my mic, but she didn't. And so I was giving her a hard time going into it, and I was teasing her. And every time I do that then we end up doing take 200 for her to get through her intro because I will sit over here and be a a bit of a smartass. And today we're talking about tolerance and intolerance and and this idea that we can have room to grow within a tolerance. And so again, so Rebecca, honest, thank you for having the courage to look at me and just go, shut up because again, I needed it. And people are going to be so offended when they hear that, but but again, did I did I actually deserve it? Yes, you did. It, absolutely, a hundred percent. And so, so again, it's it's this, this beautiful moment of her just going, "Seriously, dude, I am going to bitch slap you <laughs> if you don't shut up." It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and it's that room to, to grow. I may sign the paychecks, but I respect her knowledge. I respect her job. I respect what it is that she's doing. And the fact that I was being a jerk and being a smartass and having fun when we're trying to actually get a podcast out does not necessarily mean we have the time to screw around that I sometimes think that we do. And so again, thanks.
0: You're welcome.
1: And so folks, don't be afraid to say it. And if you hear it, don't be afraid to go, hmm, did I deserve that? Because there's a chance you did. (laughs) So again, so let's talk about tolerance and intolerance. And this is going to sound like a real weird way that I'm going to start this, but I love this song, and somehow, to me, this song just fits this whole topic of who we are. Of course, folks, Dust in the Wind by Kansas. Beautiful, iconic song. You, you hear those, those first few uh, strings on the guitar, You know, folks, this idea of being dust in the wind, just being a curiosity. I close my eyes and before I know it, time has gone by, now, this is tolerance and intolerance. 56, almost 57 years I had my mom. And when I think about it, dust in the wind. My, my mom's gone. But just as I blink my eyes, 57 years nearly just went gone. Come gone Who knows where? Over my shoulder, do not know. That is the reality of our time, and I think it's so funny when I think about tolerance and intolerance. As a machine that does a mill, right? You know, learning about tolerances, and I remember uh, being in Warren Hodgson's machine shop class back in the eighties at St. Mary's DCBI, and being in Warren's class and. Him talking for the very first time I ever thought about a tolerance because tolerate to tolerate somebody, but a tolerance. What is your tolerance for something? I spoke before about my Nerf gun theory, right? Nerf gun bullet is never going to hurt you, but at some point enough Nerf bullets have been fired at you that you just lose it and you walk away, you do something. That's tolerance and intolerance. And so again, so At the beginning of this, and again, I did not intend to do this, but it's just amazing sometimes how life works itself out. Rebecca, what did she do? Rebecca, she ended up getting to a point of intolerance. Rick, shut up. And she meant it. It wasn't, hey, come on, let's be cute. No, it was, dude, we have something to do. And again, I deserved those harsh words. And quite frankly, I didn't even find them to be that harsh. But, you know, there will be some people who go, oh, my God, somebody said, shut up. The way that I learned about tolerance and intolerance, as I said, as a machinist and as a millwright, was how things fit together. So if you think about assembling things, anything, there is a tolerance. And so what that is, is if you look at a drawing... You know, they will say, you know, you can machine it to within a thou this way or a couple thou or, and, and so that's thousands of an inch. Or um, if, if it's in metric, it will be to micron. And these are all the measurements so that we can take universally. And so we can take a part that was made for our car today from a blueprint that we know will fit our car, even though our car is 10 years old. I have some John Deere Trashers that are uh, built in the eighties and I can go to John Deere today and I can order a part and the, the parts will fit because they're made to a tolerance. They're made to be interchangeable. When you think about how we live, we live with boundaries and, and you go buy a new subdivision and the tolerance for people encouraging, uh, having incursions into your backyard, kids playing, doing whatever, there's zero tolerance. Very first thing people want to do, build a fence. I want to build a big fence. I got to build a fence because a fence is going to, here is the boundary. Do not cross this boundary. That's intolerance. When I was a kid, I remember you know being you know, both a a kid in urban areas and a a kid in non-urban areas. And the idea of fences was, was not real common. And it wasn't real common because people had a tolerance and a level of respect to understand that kids will play, things will happen. There's a story from this couple out West, uh, these neighbors out West that every year they take down the fence between their properties and when they take down their fence between their properties, they build this ice rink for their kids between these two backyards. And then when winter's done, they take down the ice rink and they presumably put this fence back up because you can see in the photos these fence panels. And my question is why do you need to put the fence panels back up? If you have this tolerance over the winter, why do you have this intolerance over the summer? And again, this is the idea of being able to put people together or take people apart, right? And so fences show intolerance. And again, back, you know, years and years ago. And so I have uh, a sister and her husband who live in a village and they have these beautiful cedars. And then there was this area of cedar that died. And, And it's really sad because they have the big, beautiful, tall cedars. And then now they've planted new ones because whatever reason they died, but that is, again, and it's much like one of the properties we have here is that, you know, it is a natural green hedge, green trees, greenery that create the artificial or the, the real idea. But it's not as real and as fixed as a fence. A fence is a true boundary to say, do not enter. And I think it's sad because one of the things that fences do is they create these ideas of divide. They don't actually create anything of substance. And so go back to the, to the song by Kansas, Dust in the Wind. At the end of the day, folks, we are all dust in the wind. Every single one of us, nobody gets out of this thing alive. Every single one of us is going to end up being dust in the wind. And so how do we want our dust to be remembered? truly just think about it. how do we want our dust to be remembered do we want it to be remembered for what for creating divide or creating tolerance and so as uh, again just looking around what do we do as uh, sherry rebecca and myself you know we've got trachers, we've got mowers we've got uh blowers on equipment we've got blades we've got all kinds of stuff what do we do The people that do not have fences around their properties, they will say, oh, we're away for a couple weeks in the summer. They come back, their grass is cut. Why is their grass cut? Because they told me they're going to be away and I don't want them to have to come back to having to cut their grass. And so I will simply just cut the grass. And so then what happens there is there's this tolerance, this allowance of respect, respectful connection between And so in a few days, neighbor contacts and says, hey, I'm going away to do some mission work just to let you know in case you know, we get a lot of snow or anything. It's like, yeah, no problem. We have equipment. We will come. We will clean. That's allowing the tolerance to allow the interaction. And unfortunately, in families and in so many cases, what we do is we build these walls. We build these fences of intolerance. And so if, if you think, if I go back to machining and if I go back to being a millwright, there is no such thing as an intolerance. What there is, is different types of fit. And there is a fit that's called an interference fit. And that means that the two surfaces fit so tightly together that you don't have to weld them. You don't have to do anything. They simply fit so tight together that they have to actually be either heat uh, synced on or they have to be frozen but something has to happen to get these two pieces to go together and then when they get to the same temperature they're stuck. That's an interference fit. But that's still a form of a tolerance. But unfortunately in society we have grown more and more and more into intolerance. We've not grown towards finding other ways to have tolerance. I've said on this podcast many times, and I, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart, I've never asked anybody to get out of my life. Not once. There are many people who are not in my life, and they are not in my life because of their choosing, and their choosing to perceive what is going on. And their perception about what should or shouldn't be happening. That idea of social intolerance, I think, is so sad today and, quite frankly, a a little bit scary because what happens is intolerance breeds intolerance. Funny, this past uh, weekend, the three of us, we had a chance to go uh, give some support and to also listen to some really, really good live music at a venue here in Stratford. Young guy playing bass guitar, amazing. One of the vocalists, again, amazing. Know them well. And it was beautiful to be able to go and see this room, again, filled with people after COVID. This room of tolerance, of people enjoying themselves. And quite frankly, I stood most of the night because there was no chairs. But that's okay. That's called tolerance, we did not see, or I did not see anyhow, any intolerant behavior. I saw people who were in the bag, truly, completely hammered. And, and again, their friends tolerating, helping their fellow out. I saw people dancing. I saw people doing all kinds of stuff. What I saw was tolerance, social, beautiful tolerance. Kinda of funny. We take the same people, put them in cars, put the cars in a traffic jam, and all of a sudden people will become intolerant. Why? Everybody who's there is eventually gonna be dust in the wind. Everybody who's there is is going to be exactly who and what we expect them to be, which is at some point in life, unfortunately, dead. So while we're having this opportunity to suck in this air and share this space, you know, be like my sister. Plant a hedge. You can walk through a hedge. You can see a living, breathing idea. Same thing with us. You can see that. You can create privacy without keeping people out. And this is one of the things that, again, we try very, very hard to do with the people that we are around is having tolerance I was talking to a lady uh, last week and she said it just drives me nuts when people drop by unannounced and I said why she said because it makes me feel uncomfortable because I haven't had a chance to prepare the house or prepare the kids or do any number of things and you know you have to respect that you have to, you have, to have a tolerance for that Because that is simply who she is. We don't have to be intolerant and sit there and then judge. She has a reason. Her reason is her reason. Doesn't matter what it is. But hey, if you know it, then beautiful. Live by it. And this is again this beautiful notion that people have all the time about tolerance. We can agree... And the song we're gonna we're gonna wind this out with is by Billy Dean. We just disagree, and we can agree to disagree. But what we need to learn is a level of tolerance. And so, again, me giving Rebecca a hard time at the beginning of, of these intros—if anybody listened to the Monday podcast—oh my word, we went through three thousand takes that felt like just trying to get equipment to work, and then trying to get like something as simple as our headphone jacks plugged in to the soundboard did not want to actually work properly. Why? Who knows? Pretty sure mom was here, but again, she has a right to have her point of intolerance, but I also have to understand that I pushed that boundary. And so I don't need to get completely bent out of shape. We can agree that again, what I thought was funny, she didn't find was funny. So she had the right to go. Oh, Rick, would you just shut up? And she didn't say it like that. Let me know. So what do you think of all of this, Miss Rebecca? What do you think? You've been sitting here listening to this podcast. And folks, you, you can see the, the wheels are spinning. And you can see her. Okay, what, what do you think of this? Again, using that idea of you having the right to have intolerance and to say shut up but us to also have the respect that you're allowed to have it and we're allowed to move on. So again, we can just disagree and move along. What do you think of that?
0: I think it's empowering. To, to be able to know that we have the trust and the respect that when that threshold has been met, that we can let the other person know without having bad feelings built up. It's empowering because I know that I have the ability to say that without getting into trouble <laughs> <laughs> from my boss.
1: <laughs> oh my word. Here's a little bit of, of... we can just disagree. <laughs> your zeal for me well you guess what folks we can agree that we have all grown up we have all changed we've all evolved but we do have to work on this idea of we can disagree we can move on we can grow we can do all kinds of beautiful things but the most important thing that we can do is we can agree to disagree and still share beer still share coffee still share some time together So everyone, y'all have yourselves an absolutely beautiful, beautiful Thursday. And guess what? Tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be another roundtable with Sherry, Rebecca, and myself. I truly, I can't wait to hear what what we talk about. So everyone, be good. Hey folks Rick Sherwood here again thanks again for tuning in again this reminder this is not a substitute for mental health what this is is meant to make you stop and think and inspire you to have conversations that otherwise you may not have and so for everybody for me Miss Rebecca what about you for me you and me oh and Miss Rebecca and Sherry we thank you all for tuning in and again Thank you for your feedback, and you know what, folks? Have yourselves a fantastic Thursday.